Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone. I'm Olympian Lolo Jones, and I have a new podcast called Gold Medal Loser, presented by Discover Card. Everyone can relate to those loser moments in their life, especially when expectations are high. But here's the thing, not everyone overcomes hardships the same way. So I'll be talking to some of the most winningest people from all walks of life to learn their mentality behind their successes and failures. We'll be talking to athletes and celebrities to get their insight behind personal moments that represent the good, the bad, and the ugly. Plus, how they took these challenges and created a better version of themselves. So check this pod out because it's time to get real. Don't forget to subscribe to Gold Medal Loser on Apple, Spotify, and any preferred podcast platform. All right, welcome to another episode of the Walk and Not Podcast. I am here with Michael Rivers, uh, founder of Adopt a Minor Leaguer, and I'm excited to kind of pick your brain and talk about what led to the to the development of this uh, website and organization, and then uh, kind of where you've seen it going. Michael, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, like I was telling you before we jumped on here, a couple sick kids, so we're just kind of recovering from that. Um, nowadays, it's it's the time of the season, the flu season, and uh, we have a, a, a five year old who just started 4K, and so he's bringing home everything, like everything. We're getting it, so uh, it's just like every other week, it seems like we're cycling through a different <laughs> bug or something. But uh, other than that, right. yeah, man, we're we're, I'm, we're just pushing through holiday season, excited for uh, Christmas and all that stuff. So, yeah, how are you doing? Uh, good, good. The family's good. We're uh, we're definitely getting ready for the Christmas season. I got two kids that are, are really excited uh, to, you know, get their presents, you know, especially my son who's who's eight. I have a, a daughter who's 12, um, and now she's going to get in that age where, you know, she's changing her likes and stuff. So, you know, you're once you once knew her now, now everything has changed and, and, you know, you know, she's got onto new things. And so, um, definitely, you know, keeping me on my toes there, but, uh, everything is, is great on my side. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Um, Let's let's jump in real quick. And before we start, I want to know kind of what what got you into baseball? This is a question I ask everyone I have on my podcast. What got you into baseball? Was it a team? Was it a player or specific moment in baseball history? For me, it was my dad. Uh, He uh, was a diehard A's fan and we were season ticket holders when I grew up in California. And then we would go to games every summer. So that from a kid, earliest memories, you know, elementary school age, going to games with my dad, opening day games. chasing around the mascot trying to get pictures and all those cool things that kids do Uh, and then that just kind of just progressed into a love for baseball that i haven't ever lost and i don't think i ever will lose uh michael what was it for you that got you into baseball well 
It was uh, when when I grew up. My uh, my father was in the military. Where uh, I was in the Navy, um, and we moved around a lot. Uh, my family was based. Uh, my dad's family. My uh, his side was based out of uh, Mankato, Minnesota. And you know, every you know, so often during the summer, we'd uh, you know go take a break, and we'd come to Minnesota. And my dad and my grandpa and my brother and I, we'd go to Twins games. Um, ever since I can remember, you know, in '87 was one of my first memories. You know, it was a Twins Oakland A's game, and I, I remember seeing a couple big dudes, you know, on on the Oakland side, and, and it was it ended up being McGuire and Conseco. Um, but uh, and and they won that game. But yeah, like we, you know, every time we'd get into Minnesota, you know, to visit my grandparents, we'd go up to the Metrodome and go see some games. And um, you know, then I I really became a big fan of Kirby Puckett. You know, when I was a kid. Um, and you know, like my favorite, you know, he was my favorite player is my hero growing up. I even actually have a, a twins tattoo on my arm with 34 on it, um, in, you know, memory of Kirby. Uh, but the, and then the, the biggest memory for me is, um, I'm in Bermuda. Um, so on a, on an Island, you know, uh, an, an hour past East central or East Eastern standard time. Um, so any game that started in the world series in 91 started, I think what at like nine o'clock, um, for us. So, you know, I couldn't stay up too late. Um, game six of 91 world series. I snuck out of bed when my dad had already went to sleep and I turned on the game, saw Kirby hit the, the game winning home run, screamed, shouted, you know, celebrated, woke up my dad. (laughs) <laughs> comes out kind of mad and upset that I'm up. And then I, you know, I told him, yeah, Kirby just, you know, hit a home run and won the game. Um, but yeah, like growing up, that guy was my hero. And it was, it was something for me as a, as a military kid moving around a lot to kind of have something, you know, that you really, you know, hold on to when everything else in your life changes. So. Wow. Yeah. You can't get mad at, at that. I mean, you, as a parent, you come down, you right. know, you think they're winning, right? Uh, right. <laughs> that's, that's wild. And, <laughs> Good right. players on the team, and I mean Minnesota. Wow, they've had a a rough a rough go of it lately, um, getting to the postseason and just kind of hanging out with the Yankees <laughs> for a, a game or two, and then, and then getting eliminated quickly. But hey, man, what are you gonna do? It's it, it's rough. It's it, it definitely can be rough. You know, it's it's some people. You know, or hey, we got to the postseason. No, I for me, I feel like if you get to the postseason and you set a record. 0 and 18 in your last 18 postseason games, mostly to the Yankees, you know, I mean, with the A's sprinkled in there and mm-hmm. now the Astros, it, you know, there, there's something you're doing wrong. And, and, and I think the A's fans maybe understand it, like the money ball kind mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, hearing like Moneyball, the, the, the movie that was done with the A's, yep. they actually, I think they talked to the twins about it too. And because they're very similar, they're very small market kind of teams that, you're, you know, they're not going to spend They're you know, they're going to try to develop guys. But even when like they're, they're guys that develop in their own system, get too good and they, then they won't pay them and they send them off, you know, it, it kind of gets frustrating, you know, like you, so the big markets beat you down and you're like, Hey, you know, like silver lining went to the play. No, no, no we got to no. You know, I mean, I still, rem- I mean, I'm lucky enough to be, you know, 41 and, and alive when some of the world series have been won. You know, but I feel bad for the younger guys that, you know, didn't actually experience to see it because yeah, I feel like it's going to be a long time. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, I feel like for fans of teams who say we just got to the postseason, that's good enough. It is. And if you get knocked down in the first round, you what, won two or three more games <laughs> than the worst team in baseball at that point. So it's it's really 
at some point it's I feel for like teams who haven't made a postseason in so long to get there's like, okay, there's that moment of we finally got to the postseason. But if you're in yep. there and you get there multiple times and you can't advance at that point, you got to realize that it's no longer good enough to get in. You got you got to win games, at, le- at least a series, at least advance. And you you kind of see that progression of like, okay, we we are knocked out, but the next season we're we won the series, and then the next season we're in the World Series, kind of that progression progression. Uh, <laughs> but you know that just that no, just hasn't happened. No, you're right, and and with the Twins, it it, it wasn't always like that. From from most of the 2000s, the Twins were always winning the division mm-hmm. and making it to the playoffs. But my problem always was, you know, there was never that push to go all in to push your chips in and and really make that push to to go far and and make it to the world series and try to win it you know they just felt like it was good enough to win the division and you know make the playoffs when they really needed to push all in and maybe win one or two because there's sometimes they had some really good teams that they you know had they added one or two more pieces man you know they they probably could have made it you know so uh, but and unfortunately, like, like I said, as A's fans know, it's it's hard to you know argue, sit at your couch and argue with with management that you know doesn't want to spend or um, say they can't spend as much. So I don't know. So you got to do something. Yeah, I am so against the concept of small market teams when these owners have millions of dollars. You know, all the right. owners. Like, I get, I get the city may be bigger, but the owners, if they really wanted to win, they have the money to spend. And it's just, it's business side of it where they think, you know, it's less of like, I need to put a good product out. It's more so I need to make money off of this. And that's kind of, especially with, but especially with Oakland, that's kind of how we kind of get that vibe. But uh, let's, let's jump into adopt a minor leaguer. How did that concept come about? Well, um, a couple of years ago, so um, right before COVID hit, um, so right at the end of 2019, my father was diagnosed with cancer, uh, lung cancer, and, you know, getting into 2020 into January, February, you know, it, things were kind of dark, you know, it, it was just, it was rough um, over here, rough for my family, rough for me, um, and, you know, it was kind of down in the dumps, and uh, one day, you know, I was on Twitter and, and, and I follow some kind of like, you know, twins and former twins, you know, especially in the minor leagues. Um, and there was a player named Todd Van Steensel, um, an Aussie guy who's who's now, you know, he's pitching in Mexico. You know, he's, you know, trying to catch on with another major league team if he can. But uh, he kind of went through what he goes through on, you know, at the minor league level, the, the long bus trips, the, you know, sometimes five, six guys in the same room to, you know, you know, staying in the same place to try to, um, you know, save some money because, you know, they're not just they're not getting paid at all. Um, and at that time, you know, at first I just was like, hey, you know, uh, can I Venmo you like 25, 50 bucks, you know, to help you out? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, and, you know, we Begrudgingly accepted, you know, and I, you know, I did it, and it felt good. And so, I'm like, hey, well, do you have a couple guys that you know you think could use it? And you know, it started from there. And and at that point, I realized, you know, this feels really good. And I bet there's a lot of people out there who a don't know what these guys go through, but would also want to help. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of threw it out there, and and it became it caught fire quick. Uh, to the point where people were saying, you know, maybe you should turn this into a thing, a, a nonprofit, a something, you know, like, and, and make this official. And so I made it official, and and it's been going on for now two seasons. Wow, that's awesome! And it's just started from you 
having that the desire to help someone out, just a simple Venmo, and now it's blossomed into uh, to the nonprofit that you have. And I'm looking here at your website. Seven hundred four players have been sponsored through through Adopt a Minor Leaguer. Um, you you mentioned that it took off pretty pretty quickly. Um, it's only been two seasons. Uh, what do you think kind of enabled that growth? I know you talked to me earlier that you kind of um, have some interactions with more than baseball. Um, mm-hmm. Were have have any like minor leaguers or former players kind of latched on and kind of helped spark that that flame? Well, yeah, for sure. Like it, it really did catch on, um, especially with the minor leaguers. Um, it was I remember you know right before COVID hit. So you know it. I think with COVID happening, I think that kind of boosted, boosted everything. I think people, you know, were, you know, realized that these guys, you know, weren't, they already weren't going to be getting paid, but then, you know, things got shut down and they're in a holding pattern. They don't know what to do. So I think people really were interested in helping. But um, I remember right before, I mean, you know, you help one or two guys in the, on the same, on the same team. And I remember it just, growing like wildfire where I ended up having like nine or 10 guys in the same time uh, from the same team, you know, um, you know, like sit there and, and, and register for some help and, and, you know, apply. And, and it just, and, you know, once, once some couple guys get helped, it, it really does spread through the locker room. Um, so it, it, it was that. And then, you know, we um, like, we deal with more than, like I said, the minor leaguers, uh, more than baseball tends to get more of the big leaguers, but you know, every once in a while we do have guys that help uh, Michael Waka um, who, you know, with the Rays and with um, now he's with, um, was it Boston? Um, he stepped in and, and helped a little bit. And um, Josiah Gray um, mm. from the nationals, the Dodgers mm-hmm. went to the nationals. Um, he donated, you know, some of his uh, cleats, you know, so we could uh, raffle them off and, you know, go towards helping minor leaguers like people like that they they have helped and you do notice that more major leaguers are starting to um help and and really fight a fight with the minor leaguers in the cause whereas it used to be you know that mentality of well i went through this you it's a rite of passage that you go through this instead of you know you know helping the guy behind you so yeah you talk about that mindset of like I did this. I went through the whole system from low A to high A to double A to triple A. And now I'm in the bigs. Um, and then, you know, it's like you said, a rite of passage, like let's let the next person, but that mind shift mindset has shifted to now, like you talk about Michael Walker and all these players, Josiah Gray, uh, who are helping and then um, other organizations such as more than baseball. And there's been like this whole, huge shift. And I think COVID had a huge part of it, like kind of opened the eyes of like, the average baseball fan, because the average baseball fan probably doesn't know that the struggles like financially, uh, emotionally, even um, that these players go through because not everyone gets, you know, huge signing bonuses. There's some players who only get a little bit of money as a signing bonus and then they don't get paid much through the season. And they're on buses. They're eating junk food. They are sharing. Uh, the living situation is terrible. A lot of us weren't as aware of that but COVID I feel like really opened our eyes because now they're not playing and I don't know I, I feel like what you're doing is incredible as well as everyone else is kind of been part of it um, has there been any negative pushback from uh, players or other people who maybe um, are just not on board with what, with what you're doing you know it, yeah, there's there will always be you know some negative people out there you know saying you know it's 
you know, deal with it. If you don't like it, then get a job or get it somewhere else. Or, you know, you're playing a game and, yeah. and you, you know, it, you can make millions of dollars. Well, you know, not all of them do. Um, and that's one thing that even me, you know, as a, as a regular sports fan up until 2020 was very, you know, you always focused on the signing bonuses, millions mm-hmm. of dollars for the first rounders, second rounders, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But then you, you, you hear about the stories of the undrafted free agents you, or the guys that, you know, they, they get drafted higher. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, they're going to get paid that, that same bonus money because teams are doing it to save money and going to give it to somewhere else. Um, so it's, you know, like, or the seniors, the seniors mm-hmm. that uh, don't get drafted up until their senior year where it's like, here, take it or leave it. I'll give yeah, you $10,000. No yeah. yeah, there's no leverage. Ten thousand dollars, or you don't play. You know, you go. You don't get to play minor league baseball. You don't get to further your professional career. And you know, there are a lot of those guys out there. And and the way I feel is like, listen, and like, are all of these undrafted guys, senior signs, the ones that aren't drafted for a second round, are they going to make it? No. But uh, you know, also like, think about some of the maybe talented players um, that you know haven't like blossomed yet. Um, that could have had they been able to afford to stay in this game afford to you know get the right training in the off season uh right nutrition in the off season when your business is starting its championship run nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team with indeed you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more mvps faster start hiring right now with a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through march 31st if you're hiring you need indeed because indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know that kind of stuff, or, or just you know have the have just enough money to have that 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 mental like be at peace, you know, peace of mind, so you're not stressed mentally either. Because let's face it, not all like most of us, if we're stressed out, if if we've been worried about some things, we're not going to perform at our peak level at whatever we do. So asking them to do that when you know they're straining to figure out what they need to do, you know, up until this year, which. You know, I'm very happy to have heard that the the major league teams are going to provide housing, yep. Yep. and and like I said, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm I'm glad that they they're they're saying that. I'm glad it's going to go forward. I just want to see what they're going to do first, but that's a great first step. But you know, up until then, like thinking of guys who have apartment leases that hey, now they get moved up or down. Mm-hmm. So what do they do with the leases and, and all of this and going to the next place? So maybe they're still paying on the one lease and now they go somewhere else and not everybody gets to have those host families. You know, I, I know with COVID that was blocked for a while. So all of these guys had to pay, pay for their hotels, wherever they stay home and away. Yeah. 
So, you know, it was, it is pretty bad. So I, I think that some people like the negative people, they do need to realize that not everybody is that first, second rounder that get, get, gets paid a huge amount. And so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think, I think the, a lot of people have that mentality and I think it's, I think it's shifting. But a lot of people have that mentality of you play a game like you'll be okay, kind of thing. Like, why are you complaining about not having um, enough money or complaining about this and that when you you don't have to play the game? Um, Draymond Green from the Warriors tweeted out. um, Let me I want to pull it up because I don't want to butcher it. Um, He he mentioned. um, So Draymond Green tweeted out uh, fly in the day of the game after playing a game the night before and then play a game. Wow. And then Cade, Cade McClure from, from the Chicago White Sox farm system. I think he's a triple a AAA player at this moment. He tweeted out in pro baseball, you take a bus 10 hours through the night after a game in North Carolina to New Jersey, sleep in a one star hotel for maybe five hours, then get up to the field and play for $700 a month. Draymond. <laughs> and that yeah. that tweet kind of blew up. It, it had over ten thousand likes, over eighty six uh, quote tweets, uh, almost a thousand retweets. Um, so I reached out to Kate. I said, "Why don't you come on my podcast and talk about it?" So he's going to be on Monday, and we're just going to kind of go over kind of the the mentality that people have about these guys because a lot of these comments in the in the in the tweets here are just basically kind of what you were saying, like you know, you play a game, why are you complaining? All this stuff. So I'm I'm excited to have him on here and kind of talk about that but that that there are people out there who have that mentality and i think i think we got to realize that some of these kids are 18 years old 19 years old you know especially uh players from uh, other other countries where they came here it's a culture shift and then they are getting paid very little money and yeah they play a game but at the same time they still they're still people they still gotta live they still gotta eat they still have bills and I feel like we're really kind of shifting. I feel like baseball is doing a really good job with awareness of the minor leagues, of the minor leaguers and what they're going through. Um, so how does this process work? Um, do players just go on the website and and sign up for a sponsor? And then whenever there's a sponsor available, they're kind of paired up? Or how, how does the whole process work from both sides? Uh, well, first of all, I'll say hi to to, to Kate for me because he's one of he's one of our guys from who signed up last year. So um, oh, I, I definitely remember he was in the influx of White Sox as a Twins fan. I always love it when it was like either Yankees or White Sox guys. I'm like, you know what? Hey, do me a favor, just take it easy on the Twins as you know as a joke. Um, but no, it's it's either yeah on the website or you know just reaching out to us on Twitter, and and it's the same thing. Um, back in the day, all I, all I did was, you know, if a player came up on Twitter before we had the website, we just throw it out. Hey, you know, is anybody out there Twitter world, you know, want to sponsor, you know, a, uh, you know, a Kansas city Royals, a Chicago, White Sox, whatever uh, we throw it out there. And then somebody would volunteer and we'd set them up together. So the kind of the way I like to think of it is we're, we're kind of the middle, the, the matchmaker, um, you know, the players come to us, you know, the, the, people come to us and then we just kind of pair them up um, and we send them off. So, uh, so yeah, so we can, we can talk about discuss like the, the process they, they come on, they ask to a player ask to, you know, for a sponsor and a sponsor being a, a fan that, you know, wants mm-hmm. to send, 
like a hundred to 150 bucks a month in either groceries, gift cards, sometimes, you know, money, you know, depending on what they really need. Um, and, and they kind of do that either for the season or now we're kind of offering, you know, a little bit for the off season too, for some guys. Um, because I know that some of these, these pairings that I've, that we've made has grown to such a, a, you know, a bond between these, these players and these, and these people that want to help that they just continue all year and it's like family to them now and, and whatever it is. And, and so, yeah, so they sign up to do that and, um, you know, just kind of take care of them. And, and not only is it a great financial help to these guys, but you know what, it's one more person in their corner, you know, kind of helping like mentally, you know, kind of cheering for them and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of keeping them going. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, I'm glad that they kind of keep it going throughout this offseason, too, because um, I, I was reaching out to a player that I know who plays in the Brewers organization. And he actually, oh, no, sorry, he just got traded to the Rays organization. And uh, I was talking to him and he, I'm like, hey, come back on the podcast. Let's let's talk about getting traded to the Rays, because if you're a pitcher in the Rays trade for you, then, you know, like, <laughs> you know, your stuff's good. Right. Because the Rays, right. they develop pitching so well. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'd love to come on. I'm just working so many hours right now because. In the offseason, they got to work so many hours just to kind of save that money for when they are playing. Um, they can kind of live off of that. So, yeah, it's it's a hard time for these minor leaguers, especially in the offseason, because they're focusing on training. They're focusing on keeping up their arm, uh, working on hitting or pitching. And then they're still working full time jobs, if not uh, even more than one job. So I'm glad that that's kind of going on. And I, I do appreciate Like I said, I really appreciate what you and and your guys are doing there um i'm gonna really definitely shout you guys out a lot more um kind of try to wait raise some more awareness no it's 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 great uh i, I love helping these guys um and, and like i said i've seen firsthand because i've gone to some of the minor league games you know that uh kind of that's closer to me um uh, within about five hours driving distance and i've seen i've actually met a couple of sponsors who are there to see and cheer on their you know, their players and, yeah. and just to see that, that bond that they've created and they formed, you know, it, it really is. It's like, it's like having that host family from afar, you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, yeah, you're not staying with them, but they're helping you from, you know, anywhere around the country. And, and so to be able to go and see them, it's like, you know, a proud, almost like a parent moment. So, yeah. Um, and now I remember I was gonna ask you, um, when, when dealing with these minor leaders, have, have they told you or have you like, heard like different like almost horror stories of what they've gone through because i've talked to several minor leaguers um, who have experienced situations or know people who have experienced where like they're just crowded into a room or uh, they're all sharing one room or and they're just eating like applebee's almost daily and nightly and um just or i've heard some who've slept in their car because they can't afford housing have you heard any of these sort of stories in dealing with the the players yeah, I, you know, yeah, it's just kind of same as you with with you know having to kind of crowd into maybe like a one bedroom apartment, um, you know, and having a two to three guys in the one of the rooms and then two or three guys in like the living room as another space, um, you know. And I, I really do feel also for the international guys because listen, mm-hmm. you know, it's not not only are they worried about themselves, but you know they're worried about their families back home too. Yeah. So some of that money that they're making, they're sending back home where you know 
the money that we, you know, that we have here is, is, you know, a little bit more there. So they're trying to help out their families too. So maybe they even have less. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy for them, you know, like the kind of stuff they're eating. Like I've seen some of the, um, kind of the, uh, foods that they hand off the guys like after the games, like the visiting teams, you know, they, this little small little chicken breast, you know, plain nothing, you know, chicken breast with a little bit of vegetable, you know, and, Hey, that's your meal to go take it on the bus and go like, it's, you know, that, that's, that's also why, why not only do we do the, um, the, um, sponsors but we started something this year where it was the chipotle burrito drop-offs uh where we were raising money to to buy uh chipotle um gift cards and uh, you know we would you know i it started with me just going to different ballparks and giving these guys 20 25 gift cards um for everybody on each team both the visitors and home um, and then it got to a point where like we started getting trusted sponsors all over the country sending them the gift cards and then they would do the, the drop-offs. Mm-hmm. So we done, we did, I believe it was 12 different games. Um, we did one for the Oakland system. I remember it was like Oakland versus the giant system. Um, like, and most of them were like um, high A, low A. There was a couple double A teams in there. I mean, we, we done, we, I did basically all of the um, one division where it's, it's the colonels, um, quad city, like that whole division. I went, I made sure I went to each game, um, each, uh, each stadium, um, and never doubled up. So that way I got all six teams from the same division and made sure I dropped off. So, uh, we started doing that last year and we're going to definitely do it this year too. Wow. If you're ever in Wisconsin, I live here now in Wisconsin. If you're ever in Wisconsin, let me know. Cause I know we have the, the Marlins low a, uh, we oh, also Beloit. are, Beloit or high, either low A or high. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have the snappers there in Beloit, which is about 40 yep. minutes from me. So if you're okay. ever in the area, like, let me know, like I'd be down to try to get something with some of the fans here in the Brewers organization to try to possibly do something for those guys over there. Also, um, Appleton, uh, not too far okay. from, uh, from me as well. So that'd be kind of cool. Just kind of see if, if we can do something. I don't know if there's any other minor league or minor, minor league teams close by, yeah. but those are the two that I know of. We were, we were in Beloit last year, so okay. we definitely, yeah, we can definitely do that again this year. I, I'm kind of planning uh, on hopefully doing the same kind of thing this year where, you know, we went to Quad Cities. Granted, that time I, I messed up and um, it was supposed to be, it was Quad Cities versus the Cubs, but they, uh, by the time I realized that I went to Quad Cities and the, they were in the Cubs, they were in South Bend, Indiana. Oh. So I, I, I went to the city, enjoyed the city. Um, and they eventually did get their gift cards, but I, I went there not at the same time they were there, but, um, oh, I was at Beloit. Um, so I, I chuckled that, uh, Beloit's starting pitching roster could have formed a NBA team because they all were, I think like six, seven, six, eight. Um, so, but yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely do Beloit again and we'll, we'll definitely kind of hook up and, yeah. and do something with it. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's let's plan on that. And we'll talk after this for sure. But uh, I think that'd be something we can do. I think Brewer fans, uh, even Marlin fans, and uh, they'll they'll get behind that for sure. Um, one last question before we go. Actually, two. The the parents of these players, do they ever reach out to you and just with gratitude? Because I feel like if my kids were in these minor league systems and and someone's helping them out, I feel like you know, just a ton of gratitude just for these sponsors being able to help our kids reach their goal of being a major league player. 
Um, actually, really, yes. Um, I I know that uh, when I when I was in Beloit, um, uh, because the the players they're so they're so happy to get these gift cards. They they set me up with tickets, so I end up sitting in the family section. Well, the the. Uh, the guy that I, I can't remember the top of my head, uh, his name, but um, the, the guy I met uh, from the um, Beloit team, his parents were right next to us. Okay. So I got to talk to him and they were very happy and actually became really good friends with a twins minor leagues parent, minor leaguers parents, because they were there too. And so I talked to them and, you know, become really good friends with them and they, they champion us. Um, so it's, yeah, definitely. The parents love, love us and love what we're doing and, and really are appreciative of what they're doing for for what we're doing for their kids when sometimes you know they they can't do you know enough to help them and we were helping them too so and that's awesome all right last thing where do you want where do you see this this going in the future uh specifically adopt a minor leaguer uh, i know you talked about the burrito drive do you guys have any other ideas that you're kind of cooking up uh, and where do you where do you want this to go like how big do you think this can get because it right i think it's incredible what you guys are doing well, I, I gotta be, I gotta be totally honest. The, the, in the, in the, the end game, the real, you know, like uh, hoping, I hope that maybe we're, you know, not needed as much anymore and, and not yeah. saying, I don't want to do this. It's just saying that, you know, ma major league baseball steps in and just takes care of everything, you know? Yeah. So that's, I guess the ultimate goal is maybe that we don't are not needed anymore, but um, until then, which, you know, it's fine with me. I, I would just, you know, like to, to create more of these, these kind of Chipotle, the burrito drives or, or things like this to help make things easier for these guys, anything and everything we can do to help. And then even if major league baseball does step in and, and really corrects a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. maybe someday we just, we, we cool it a little bit and, and set these guys up with, with fans to keep the experience going, you know, yeah. like maybe it's not as much financial support, but it's still a nice, you know, kind of um, thing. Yes. To have that little, that bond. So, you know, you get to have something, you know, like skin in the game, I guess, you know, because you get to root for your guy and mm -hmm. uh, you really, you know, this person, but yeah. So at this point we're just, we're wanting to increase this. I want to spread out and do more teams, you know, help, help more teams out with the burrito drives. Cause I know these guys love it. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're so happy and we get pictures of them just this smiling and they love it. So, um, yeah, we just keep doing that. And, and, you know, maybe one day we're not needed as much and we're just focused on the fan and the player interaction. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the end goal. Although knowing baseball and knowing MLB and Manfred and, and his people, I don't know if that ever will happen, but that is the goal for those who are listening. Where can they sign up to, uh, to sponsor a player and where can they find you on social media? All right. So they can go to adopt a minor um, So, uh, and they can sign up there and from there to, to go to um, Twitter, you can find me on Twitter or you can find me on Instagram. I'm um, adopt a minor leaguer. Uh, so just go anywhere there. Talk to us, um, just send us a message. We're always open. So, you know, if, if there's any problems or any concerns, any questions, um, ask me, uh, I'm there. Um, otherwise, yeah, just sign up on the website and, you know, and we'll, we'll get you, well, we'll do our best because God, we, we can only help the guys that, you know, ask for help, uh, or we can only find help that, you know, when people ask. So sometimes, you know, it, it may be a little bit for a certain team. Sometimes we have a bunch of guys from one team, but sometimes we have, you know, not many guys from another. So just depends, 
uh, my advice is be open to help anybody if you, you know if you want to help right away. Especially now with the the holiday season, I feel like a lot of people are in that that giving mode and that mood, and hopefully we can kind of carry that over through throughout the season, throughout the year. Um, especially in the off season, like I said, this is this is when they're all working so many hours to try to provide for themselves in the in the actual season when, when they're playing. Michael, I really want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. Um, we'll connect somehow, you and I, and we'll try to do something here in the Wisconsin area or even the Ch- Chicago area because that's not too far from me as well. And uh, we'll see what we can do in the future. But I do appreciate you coming on, helping spread that awareness. I love what you guys do, and I'm going to keep pushing people to come towards your website, uh, follow you guys on Twitter, and try to advance your guys' cause. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. All right, sir. You have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.